Yes, it is Sunday, 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 and we are here on THT to talk some Ferris Bueller, because this is Talking Movies. And with me, I've got Tony and Anthony. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's happening, man? Same shit, different day. You know, the old SSDD. (laughs) (laughs) As they say. I think that's what the cool kids are saying. If they're not, they're not cool. Exactly, man. So, how's everyone doing this weekend? Oh, I can't complain. Another weekend of fantastic uh, wrestling, but that is not what we're here to talk, but I'm in a good mood. No, I'm sure we'll get plenty into uh, Tournament of Death on Wednesday uh, with Shaheen and Anthony. And probably Tony. So, you know, so stay tuned for that Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. And there you go. That's my... That's my uh, version of the plugs right there. Sheen's is so much better. Right. Oh, he's made for doing plugs, man. You oh. can say that shit in his sleep. Him and DJ could just like do plugs all fucking night. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, <laughs> one his like you know his life and job depends on him. the other one. He's just hey, it's Wednesday. What's happening? It's Shaheen coming in at you. GHD podcast nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Shaheen, I must say. <laughs> he has that radio voice. <laughs> he does. He does. Oh, dude, without question. <clears throat> he has a face for radio, too. Am I right? Oh! Oh! Wish I had the other... Oh, see, now i got to load that up. <laughs> Just in case you make any good comments again, I've got it. Hold on. Here we go. Whoa, we got the dice, man? <laughs> dude, come on now. Of course, it's going to take forever to load up because I need it. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, you know. Why would you don't it? have it synced up like Ferris Bueller? No. I do have Ferris Bueller playing though. That's I really like the, the like the one thing to get into that movie, the one thing that theory that it's all Cameron's dream. Yes. I think that's really neat and I never thought of that until whatever it was posted online. Alright, here we go. Just for the next time you can, you know, we can oh! There you go. <laughs> for next time. I didn't have it loaded up. I usually don't use it on this show. Oh, fuck you. So, anyway, um, we are here to talk some Ferris Bueller because yesterday was the 30th anniversary of the Ferris Bueller movie. If you did not feel old, you should right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel super old. This was in 1986 this movie came out. You're like, what, 27? Huh? I said you were what, like 27? In 1986? Give or take? Yeah. 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 There you go. The golden era. All right, that was 11. Where a middle-aged man really captures teen angst and feelings. Yeah, yeah. This was, um... This was another John Hughes, and I think... Since day one, we've brought up John Hughes movies and said we were going to do something like this, but uh, the anniversary seemed to be perfect for Bueller. And, right. Um, yeah, this is another John Hughes movie. I think we've said before how much we appreciate the John Hughes style with using the same actors, kind of keeping some you know 
continuity in all the movies. You know, he does little callbacks to this movie and that movie. So, you know, but this movie was one of his early movies that started kind of the whole thing. Uh, obviously, Matthew Broderick was in this. Yes. Famous for vehicular manslaughter. Became kind of known for it, unfortunately. Sadly, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I would say, outside of the fact that he married to uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, this might you be do. the greatest thing he's ever contributed to Hollywood. No, I'm sorry, I did like Matthew Broderick and uh, The Cable Guy. I don't know if you guys agree with that one. Okay, we'll go uh, good, yeah. I liked him in that. I did not even like the shitty Godzilla we got, but that's because I, I was nine, but that's neither here nor there. I liked the Godzilla one. He did, um... He did War Games. War Games. Oh, dude, let's yeah. not... Well, I mean, War Games is, is a, a fucking... Cult classic. That it's been on cable, right, the last few weeks. It's um, related. Now I'm trying to think. Oh, dude, Biloxi Blues is. But yeah, Glory. I don't know. I'm sure if you. you yeah, know, that's I, probably besides Ferris Bueller. That was like probably the one movie I remember seeing yeah, when I was I younger, know. like watching it in school. In school, I was about yeah. to say. I don't know how many times I watched that fucking movie in school. Yeah. And you know, he does so, a lot of voice work now. Um, oh, okay. He was in the B. He he was the voice in the B movie. Obviously, he was Simba. In yeah. uh, Lion King, he, dude, he was fantastic in B movie. I completely forgot because that's actually a really good fucking movie. Yeah, and you great, know, great kids and adult. And my son will watch. Uh, my seven year old will watch the Inspector Gadget with him. Oh yeah, yeah, duh. I mean, you know, he he has done a good amount of movies, and I don't know. I I I like Matthew Broderick. I and like you said, even that shitty Godzilla isn't horrible. I've seen I, worse. Yep. I've seen worse. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I've seen way worse. I mean, have you seen his ex-wife? Oh! Oh, up, see, there we go. Oh! And here, it's I'm way late for, I'm late for Anthony, but fuck it. Oh, I want Ivy to suck me off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. now, honestly, I, I think the fact that that doesn't get used so much is a... Is why it kind of it'll live forever. We haven't run it into the ground, I don't think so. No, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to run all my sounds into the ground. Even though I did get a lot more, I, I got some new ones the other day. I still haven't even used them. Actually, I got them like Whatever. three weeks ago. Here, I did get one from Ford Fairlane. My head, my head, <laughs> my head. And also, the reason we're we're really going on Matthew Broderick is because the rest of this movie. A lot of the people are not really known for a lot more. I mean, now people will argue that because they'll go on and But, I mean, well, his parents, you can the bring principal, up, I mean, besides mom and dad, save the universe. Yeah, and you can bring up, um, I mean, Alan Ruck, he, you know, who was Cameron in the movie, like I said, he did Speed, and that's about the only other movie I saw. And he was on a TV show. He was on Spin yeah, City. Spin City, what you got, but yeah. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Grey, Dirty Dancing. Come on. Yeah. Fair enough. Give her a little bit. Uh, Charles uh, also. I think this might have been his one of his first major roles. Which I wouldn't one? I wouldn't call that a major role. I'd say it's one of his... Uh, it's memorable. Yeah, I mean, because that's right when he started, like, popping up. Like, 86, his platoon came out the same year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, Ben Charlie Stein. Sheen playing... <laughs> Basically, the future of Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Ben yeah. Stein had a, a little part in this movie. 
Once again, memorable. Not a big part, but memorable. Yep. Oh, yeah. Bueller? Come on. It's one of the most memorable lines. If they want to say 80s movies or movies in general. Here you go. Here's, here's, here you go. Let's see. Where am I at here? Popular ad. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> I, just I mean, we could the... say that's the line for Ferris Bueller, or is that the line for Boxman, too? Uh oh, that was sweet. Yeah. And and also, I, I don't I'm know if blushing. you guys agree. I wanted to point something out. Not just with Ferris Bueller, but a lot of movies back then that had that PG thirteen rating. A lot of those movies back then, in terms of the language and what they said, they got away with a lot of things. Especially if you look at Ferris Bueller. Like nowadays, yeah. I couldn't get away with it. You're a dickhead just there. I think it's yeah. a scene where uh got a couple f bombs dropped. I mean, it's like, dude, right now don't... he's. Literally, I'm watching the movie right now. He's on his computer typing, a, 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 making a nudie picture. Yeah. I see boobies. It's like, uh, a PG-13 in 1986 is, you know, probably an NC-17 nowadays. Oh, yeah. Probably an, a, 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 an R nowadays. Yeah. I mean, literally, but I mean, you know, this, this was one of those movies, though, where... This was an early movie for that talking to the film, like narrating your own movie, talking to the camera type movie. It kind of got big after this. I seem. Uh, what was another one that I remember that uh, Cuffs with Christian Slater? Oh, and uh, uh, High Fidelity with John Cusack. Yes, yes, yeah. See, I, I, it kind of brought a few of those movies on, but I, I don't remember. I mean, you know, this was '86, so yeah. You know, but I don't but remember it, a lot of movies being this style where they narrated their own, you know, goings on in the movies. But uh, according to some people, it's not easy to do that. But he pulled I it off. That, yeah. I mean, this movie is. I mean, I remember my sister being a you know she's two years older than me, and her and her friends could literally quote every line in this movie. Was she the new to your Ferris? What? <laughs> no, I never got to get out of school. And, never. And, uh, I mean, I gotta point this out. I mean, obviously we're gonna go through the movie as, you know, the show goes on, but were his parents, in your opinion, like the most, like the most aloof human beings you ever met? Stupid? Without question. They're basically, I'm trying to be professional here, but okay. basically just dumb. A professional? Where the fuck you think? This is THT, motherfucker. Dumb. Brother, you save that for the for the coffee. Gullible, <laughs> we'll go gullible. How's that? Yeah, gullible. Yeah, they were definitely some gullible sons. And I mean, he even says it at the beginning of the movie. He even fucking says it. They bought it. The worst performance in my life, and they didn't doubt me for a minute. Yeah. I mean, but there are people who are like that with their certain people. We, I'm sure there are people we know, friends and family, whose parents are like that though. That their kid, you know. Oh, he's not faking being sick. They're like he he can do no wrong. Come on. Oh yeah. But for sure, I mean, the gullible, perfect, perfect word though. Yeah, definitely. They're very <laughs> gullible parents, obviously. But uh, you know, obviously, that's only in the movie. You know, but uh, definitely, you know, and you know, right now in the movie, he's getting ready to pull Sloan out. Who? God damn that girl, Mia. Hold on a second. What was her real name? She is so fucking Mia hot. Sarah, Mia, Mia Sarah. There you go. Oh, can we also point out, he went to a really long extreme 
It's just crazy extremes to not go to school. Just go to fucking school, dude. Fuck you. You know, and someone brought this up. Where the fuck did he get all this money from? He said he didn't oh. have a job. Oh, dude. And he, 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 you know, I mean, so you're telling me, all right, I got a mannequin, a tape deck, computers, all this shit, uh, just to not go to school. Really? Just, yeah. Man, is it that <laughs> bad, brother? Yeah. Look at the neighborhood, though, like white suburbia, though. That's it. Just to not go to school. suburbia, too. And, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, a sequel for this movie was discussed. Ugh. Um, glad they didn't do it because this. I mean, this is. I mean, as much as I kind of would have been curious to see how they played it up, some movies are better as standalone movies, and I think this is uh, a yeah, perfect example. Yeah, here, let me get the let me get the quote here. Right here, it says uh, Broderick and Hughes, which was you know uh, obviously you know Bueller and Cameron stayed in touch for a while after the production. They thought about a sequel to Ferris Bueller where he'd be in college or a first job and the same kind of stuff would happen, but neither found a very exciting hook. The movie is about a singular time in your life. Ferris Bueller is about the week before you leave school. It's about the end of school. In some way, the movie does have does not have a sequel. It's a little moment. It's a little lightning flash in your life. So basically they're saying, you know, it's just about one time and there is no sequel. So thank God yeah. they're smart enough guys to realize it and not try to milk this for everything it fucking had. Yeah. I mean, seriously, especially when it comes to John Hughes, man. Yeah. It's like every, there's not, there doesn't need to be a second Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles, Weird yeah. Science. It's like the only one he had to do a sequel to, and it was fine that he did it, was Home Alone. I mean. But they ran that into the fucking ground after like Home Alone 3, you know? Yeah, well, let's just go with the ones he was involved with. Let's go one and two. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's not, I'm sorry, Home Alone. It stops at Lost in New York for me. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. It. yeah, yeah, but you know, it's, um, but I mean, this, let's real quick just get into how popular a movie like this was back then. This movie was so popular, um, Barbara Bush mentioned this in a 1990 address at Wellesley College. She was telling the students, find, find the joy in life, because as Ferris Bueller said on his day off, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Very true. And actually, the exact quote is right here. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. There you go, said by the man himself. So, I mean, when Barbara Bush... You know, the first lady at the time is quoting a movie. That should tell you a little bit of how big of an impact, a cultural impact, this movie had on the uh, on the mid to uh, late '80s. Without a doubt, man. This is like I said, man. Matthew Broderick. Let's be, to put it in perspective. Matthew Broderick could have retired after this movie and would have lived forever. He would have been a cultural icon forever in a day. Yep. yep. I can back that. Absolutely, he would have been. But you know, but again, let's all just oh, thank God he they never did a second one of this. Thank God, yeah, it would have, it would have been you know, like I said, not you can't you know read into the, uh, predict the future, but it would have been so forced, and they would have tried to recreate some of those moments that were so organic to the original movie that you really couldn't have recreated. Mm-hmm. Let's see, this film opened in one thousand three hundred and thirty three uh, thirty theaters in the United States and had a total weekend gross of six million. 
275647 Back in that time, that was, uh, let's see, Ferris Bueller's, the total gross for that movie back in 1986 was $70 million. I mean, and I could be uh, yeah. completely off with, you know, I don't have the inflation calculator, which, because I like pointless shit, I love going on and looking up shit. Mm-hmm. Probably close, that'd be something probably making $200 million. Yeah, that, that would be the yep. equivalent of uh, Titanic. Yep. Like Titanic is like what, like top two, top three movies made. That was the tenth highest grossing film of of the year, nineteen eighty six. So there were yeah. a few bigger bigger films that year. I'm not going to even go into what they were. I've got a list, but I'm I, I just don't feel. Like Wait, is Platoon it. one of them? Um, fuck. Hold on. I closed. Yeah, the I need to know. I'm sorry. No, I just <laughs> closed the screen. Here we go. Platoon. Would you say a tone? I guess why Box is looking at a. Would you say that's your uh, favorite Sheen flick? Uh, yeah. And I'm really, like, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now. There are other, like, I mean, like, I never got really big into Wall Street, that movie. I never really sat down and loved it. Like, I tried a couple times. I mean, I'm going for, like, his big movies. Uh, and don't, I love fucking Hot Shots. Uh, they're great. <laughs> uh, but... I mean, and I love that movie, The Chase, too. But I, oh, I, I, I got that on DVD. I love I, it. I, love just, it. <laughs> I, I told you, me and Anthony were talking about it, and the next morning I turned on my TV, and it was on cable. Um, there you go. So, yeah. Now, okay, real quick, since you're making me go through them, top ten films of 1986. Number ten is Ferris Bueller, the film we're talking about. Number nine, Ruthless People. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Danny DeVito, Judge Reinhold. Um, I think Ben Miller was in that, right? Do what? Bette Midler? Yes. Yes, Bette yeah, Midler yeah, was yeah. in that. Um, and that had, let's see, 71 million. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm not doing all the change and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Golden Child at 79 million. Uh, wow. Aliens, 86 million. Back to School at 91. Should we do that movie? Yeah, yes. I love that Rest movie. Rest we'll Riding Dangerfield. That definitely. Uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. One hundred and nine, and I, I, I'm gonna. I'm actually a little shocked to read this. Uh, the Karate Kid Part Two, one hundred and fifteen at number four. I think people were hot on the first one, you know. Yeah, I, I, but it was like, well, I think it was only three years later. So yeah, I guess it still had a little oomph to it. Um, at least the Jade Smith version didn't make that much, so. No, no. Uh, let's see. Number three was what you guys mentioned, Platoon, at one hundred and thirty-eight. Number two, Crocodile Dundee, 174. And number one, this is not surprising, Top Gun, 176 mil. Yeah. Yeah, not surprising Top Gun is, is was the highest film that year. Boy, bad, bad. That was a bad year for Ferris Bueller. Look at all the good films that came out That's that That's what year. I'm saying. Golden Child, Back to School, Platoon, Crocodile Dundee, which became a fucking cultural icon of a film. Yeah, nah, 86, alien, I'm, man. I'm trying to think, 86, I would have been about two, uh, <laughs> and it just kind of goes to show you just the quality and the caliber of movies, I mean, nowadays, I mean, I, I can't name two movies, two or three movies that I would consider, like, must-see material, but that list there, man, I might have to go through that list at some point and just rewatch some of that stuff. I've, I, I could probably, I mean, I've seen most of that stuff recently. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've seen Top Gun was on my cable. Crocodile Dundee was. Platoon I saw a couple of months ago. Karate Kid Part 2 I've seen. Back to School, I've got that. I'll watch that any day. 
Ruthless People I watched about three weeks ago. And I'll watch The Golden Child anytime. Aliens, eh, you might have to force me to sit down and watch that one. And another one, I, it, it's not on the list. It probably is not on anybody's personal top ten. Came out a few years later, another Tom Cruise flick, Cocktail. I actually, I actually enjoyed that flick. I don't know if you guys agree, but Dude, I remember liking that movie. I have to admit, I will watch almost anything with Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> she <laughs> is the it, 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 she. She was like an early Drew Barrymore, you know. But I mean, I know Drew Barrymore was just very young at that age, but you know, just had that girl next door hot look. Sure, you want to go on adventures and babysitting with? I would have loved to have gone on adventures with her babysitting. So she spoke to you, uh, is what you're trying to tell us, Bob? <laughs> in, in she spoke to something. She used something as a microphone. <laughs> but yeah, no, she was super hot back then. And like you said, in Cocktail, fucking smoking hot. What was I watching the other day with her in it that she's sexy as hell? Um, Hollow Man? Oh, Hollow Man, thank you. Yeah. Oh my God, I was right. Oh, you cool. were 100%. <laughs> Hollow Man, she is sexy in that fucking movie, man. And uh, another shout, you know, I guess, you know, because I do want us to get back on track to Ferris Bueller. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to give a special shout out to a man who I guarantee you, he had to have this written to his contract that he fucks everybody on camera at least one time. Michael Douglas. He went through a period where he, it just seemed like he was fucking everybody on camera. Fatal Attraction, uh, Demi Moore and Disclosure. Then uh, Chan, uh, Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct. Then it seemed like he was going through like a, a streak of where he was just fucking any every hot ass female on uh, camera at one so point. That's what Tom Cruise was doing. He was trying to prove he wasn't a fucking you know he wasn't gay. <laughs> you know him and Nicole Kidman did that. What was that? Eyes eyes wide shut or whatever. Oh, that was a fucking weird. That one. was a weird one, man. That was literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I like weird yeah. shit, but that to this day, I, that's probably one of the weirdest movies I actually tried to sit and watch. Yeah. You know that one that's is same. and um. I'm trying to think of the fucking movie right now. God damn it, I just lost it. Tom Cruise? No. 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 Fuck. I know all the fucking... All, like, half of the soundtrack has that group Enigma. You got a name? Some. No. I'll think of it by Is the end of the Is it Tom Cruise show. flick? I can't remember who's even in it, bro. Oh, what's the plot? Okay, the plot? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to search it by the soundtrack and i'll have to figure it out because i'm weird like two o'clock in the morning wake up remembering no i'll get it i'll get it you know who i think was in it kim basinger hold on here i gotta uh step away for a second guys no worries no problem at all we'll get back to the movie in just a second here and you know what i think kim basinger was in that movie I know her because she was on The Simpsons. I am not familiar with Kim Basinger, really. She was in Splash, dude. Oh, no, that was Daryl Hannah, wasn't it? No. I was going to say, if we're going to talk, just even if she was, we're going to talk the movie for Tom Hanks of the 80s. It's not big. It's Bachelor Party. Oh, I love that. Dude, young Jim Carrey in that fucking movie. He is fucking whole. God, Tom, Tom Hanks is funny. Tom Cruise is not funny. No. He tries well, to. He tried too hard in Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. I have to give him a little bit of credit for fucking Tropic yeah. Thunder. That's that the last was... great movie Robert Downey Jr. did. Yeah, that was a weird 
fucking movie right there, man. Yeah. You know what, though? The one movie I like with Tom Cruise, and I will watch it when it's on, uh, Born on the Fourth of July. I like that movie, too. Yeah, that, I mean, but there you go. That's another uh, Oliver Stone Vietnam movie. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he's genius at making those. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, that Charlie Sheen's character is based on him. Right. I mean... Uh, yeah, that's, now, a, that, that's that one a, movie? Um, it's an Oliver Stone movie. Uh, it, it, is it called Talk Radio? The one where... Uh, I don't know the dude's name. He's like, you know, kind of like a shock jock. Like, he says whatever he wants. You uh, know, he has controversial opinions. Clint Eastwood? Not uh, Clint Eastwood. No. <laughs> no. I know who you're talking about. Hold on. It is talk radio. Okay. That was a movie I actually didn't see until a couple of years ago, but I really like that movie. Yeah, that's, um... That isn't Oliver Stone. That's... God damn it. I'm having to type it in because I can't think of who it is. That's what I'm saying. I, I I'm gonna have to switch to my computer so I don't have, so I can do this tonight. Alec Once they have any hops back on, I'll hop off for a second, then I'll be Alec, back, yeah. right back. Alec Baldwin is in this in that one. Oh yeah, he's the uh, yeah he's like the the executive who's yeah yeah um I, I'll say a name but I you're probably not gonna know him. It's Eric Bogusain Bogusain. The only way I know him is he was the. Um, lieutenant on Law and Order Criminal uh, Intent for a very long time. Okay, I know. I, I can picture him. I know what you're talking about. I just yeah, curly hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I can probably think of more movies. I, I can get more movies he's been in. That's the one thing I can think of. Let's see. He was in Under Siege 2. Yeah, Law and Order Criminal Intent. Uh, that was just a that was, that was a really good movie, and uh, I don't want to guess his name because that was uh, based on a uh, loosely based on a a, a uh, real life events of a. Uh, uh, it was sadly it was a it was a Jewish uh, disc jockey who ha- went like head to head with all these uh, you know racist pieces of shit, and uh, they actually ended up killing him out in front of his house. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's something I'd seen on you know some on the, one of the history channels uh, when they're talking about that stuff. But uh, I was as I was watching the movie, I was like, this seems a little like it, and lo and behold, it yeah, it's what it's loosely based on. Wow, How which makes that movie all the more interesting. You're like, oh Jesus. They... I mean, but I mean, and I don't want to get it you know into a downer and everything, but I mean, today showed you know yet again the world's full of horrible people. Yeah, maybe we'll mention that at the end. Yeah, that's just, that's a bummer, man. Like, I, and that's even that that even downplays it. But Jesus. yeah, yeah, maybe we'll bring that up at the end or save that for I don't know another day. Yeah. I don't know. I was just I, I literally just left my nephew's fourteenth birthday, and that was all anybody seemed to want to talk about. And I mean, cause it's like, and you don't want to. And I'm really glad. And actually, today's my dad's birthday. I'm glad that really didn't. Uh, come up. Not that it's not something people should talk about, but I mean, it's the world's a horrible place. You don't need a constant reminder. Why do you think we fucking like mu- movies? Why are we talking movies and why do we talk wrestling? Because the world's a piece of shit and we do what we can to get to the next day. Yeah. 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 So, alright. Let's go ahead and get back to Ferris Bueller here, I guess. Sure. Uh, well, 
we know it's Ferris Bueller's day off, so obviously he's getting out of school. And let's see, basically what he does, I'm sure everybody knows this movie by now, he steals a car from his good buddy Cameron. Who is actually sick and not faking like Ferris Bueller. He is, and he's a little uptight. You know, Cameron's such a tight ass, you could put a lump of coal in his ass, and in a week you'd have a diamond. You'd have a diamond. I was looking to see if I had that quote. I'm not sure if I uh, do. Yeah, man, that's... <laughs> Trust me, I've tried using that one in real life. There are many people like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have that one. You know, this was something that I... Um... Let me see if I can get back to that. Uh, there was a deleted scene in that movie that... Because um... we're, you know... Cause, uh... We were talking about you know the, how he gets his money and you know I mean he goes to a nice restaurant and they order right you know a, there is a part in this movie where he's like, you know oh you, Cameron you didn't have a good time we ate pancreas there's actually I that's I don't remember that line um oh you said it was a deleted scene I'm sorry well no here it is out of all the several scenes one of the you know lost scenes is okay. where the three of them are trying to order in the French restaurant. They're shocked that there's pancreas on the menu. The only time he says it in the finished film is when when he asks Cameron, didn't you have a good time or didn't you see, didn't we see great stuff today? And Cameron says, not really. One of the lines Ferris says is, we ate pancreas today. The things rich people will eat. Yeah, so there was actually a scene where they were trying to where they were trying to order, and were shocked that. And I guess it's in the uh, anniversary DVD, and the Blu-ray. So, you know, that's just talking about you know the excess of the eighties. You know, these yuppies with money. They're why not order pancreas? Of course, I order it all the time. Yes, let's not even worry whose it is. Right. Let's not worry, but um. You know, this was uh, an as-usual John Hughes film. All his films are somewhere in Chicago, it seems like. The Illinois, the greater Illinois area. The, the, yeah, the Chicago, Michigan, Illinois area, yeah. But uh, let's see, what part are we at in the movie here? I am right now where his mom is checking on him because he got she got the phone call. Oh, Let's play a little bit of this here. We got that. We got the righteous dude. Let's see. We got, of course, we said Ben Stein was in that movie. Bueller. 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 Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. <laughs> Tell me you don't still... You don't still do that, Bueller. Bueller. Ben Stein, what a transition. Went from writing speeches for presidents to being in movies. Yeah. Yeah, good for and him, though, fantastic, man. Fantastic eyedrop commercials. He did, that's right. My God, I forgot that. Man, you're right. He did do those, didn't he? He has that voice, man. It's just his voice. I don't... Now... Man, I should play that whole goddamn thing. I should play that whole... Now, one of the best parts in this movie is when Cameron is on the phone with Mr. Rooney. Uh, if I'm, you know what? I'll go with that's my favorite scene of the movie. The, where he's on the phone with him? 
yep, I'm going to go with that because the principal's freaking out because he finds out he thinks it's actually um, Sloane's dad. Yep. It... <laughs> Mr. Peterson. <coughs> Mr. Peterson. And then when he when he messes up, my people call your people. We'll, we'll do lunch. <laughs> Pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. Just want I just I, I just found that one and wanted to play it before I, I lost oh. it. But uh, yeah, yeah, one of the best scenes is when he's doing that and making that phone call, and uh, you know he sits there and finally when Rooney comes back, where is that part? I actually have it. Oh me, sir! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's the fucking lie. Let me go here. <laughs> Sounds like the cowardly lion talking. Call me, sir. God damn it. <laughs> that is one of the fucking best lines. <laughs> In the whole fucking movie, dude. It has to be. That, and let's see, what else do I got here? I, I do have a few of the Edward Rooney lines that we can have fun with. Here we go. Oh, come on. That oh, doesn't sound like him. Nah, YouTube fucked it up. I'm sure, are we skipping it ahead in, in five seconds? No, hold on. I don't know what's going on here. It's literally just not playing. Come on. The real question is, why are we not watching Slammiversary? Is Slammiversary on tonight? I think. An actual pay-per-view for TNA? I don't believe you. I speak the truth, brother. No way. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. We're talking TNA. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can get this working. If I restart the page. I wonder if Anthony's back yet. Anthony, you back yet? Nah, probably pooping. I'm going to take that as a no. All right, we'll give this one more time. And if it don't work, I shut it down and I go to the old tuber. It says it's working. It's lying. So far this semester, he has been absent nine, nine times. times. <laughs> nine times? Nine times. Nine times. Yeah, this board is not working well. All right, I'm going to shut this down. We can get all this off of YouTube when I do this, though. But, um, yeah, that, that whole phone call is great and then you know this shows Ferris he's sitting there in the suit and this is when he asks him for the car <laughs> that car man that fucking car is gorgeous yeah that is an amazing car I'm not even a mark for cars but yeah oh how can you not be a mark for a car like that exactly yeah How can you not be? Here we go. Cameron on the phone with Rooney. Rooney! Let's see. I got one here that's two minutes. Let's go ahead and... Here. Let's go ahead and do it. Fuck, I got a four-minute one here and a three-minute one. Let's see. Four, three-minute. I got a minute and 32. Let's just do the minute and 32. Or 216. 216. Let's see where we're at. Let's do this one and see where we're at. Fuck you, ads! <laughs> Fucking ads. 
Who, who likes ads? No one likes ads. Yeah, but you just pay some money and you can get no ads. I'm not giving you any money. All right, I got the ad. There we go. We're done with the ad now. This is the second part of the call. He finds out. Oh, no, it's not Bueller. <clears throat> Mr. Peterson? <clears throat> uh, no, I, I, I think I owe you an apology, sir. Well, I should say you do. I, uh... I, I, I... Well, I think you should be sorry, for Christ's sake. A family member dies, and you <laughs> insult me. What the hell is the matter with you, anyway? Uh, uh, uh... Well, I, I, I really don't know, sir. I mean, I, I didn't think I was talking to you. I thought I was talking to somebody else. You know, sir, that I would never deliberately insult you like that. I, I, just, I can't begin to tell you how embarrassed I am. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> asshole! Uh, you're absolutely right, sir. You've hit the nail right in the head. Find out where she is. This isn't over yet, Buster. Do you read me? Uh, loud and clear, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> Call me sir, goddammit. <laughs> yes, 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 sir, yes, sir. That's better. Well, you just mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. No, I'm, I'm a little scared, because what, what if he recognizes my voice? Possible. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Here he goes again. She's in the this is great. Rooney? Oh, oh. Rooney, <laughs> calm down. Uh, just about the, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, just a, a little uh, office difficulty, sir. Rooney, I don't have all day to bark at you, so I'm going to make this short and sweet. I want my daughter out in front of the school in ten minutes by herself. I don't want anybody... What? It's too suspicious something something's up. Cover it. You talk. You talk. All right, your part's coming up in a sec that you like. Rooney! Rooney! Yes, Rooney! Yes! I changed my mind. I want you out in front of the school with her. I'd like to have a few words with you, by God. On second thought, we don't have time to talk right now. We'll get together soon and we'll have lunch. Ow! <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Oh, fantastic. Oh, God, what a great fucking quote, man. What a great fucking quote, man. Unbelievable. What a great movie. Complete. It's an overlooked John Hughes sometimes. I think people forget it. You know, I, I, it just kind of Not become... forget so much as it, I mean... No, go ahead. I, I would say, you know, I mean, obviously I'm going to... I'm not ranking John Hughes films, but I, I, I mean, like, I'll go to The Breakfast Club first, but... I mean, Ferris Bueller's there, but I always, you know, it's something you kind of forget for a split second. Yeah, you definitely got to put this more, one up it's there. It's more comical than serious, if that makes sense. It's it's definitely got a John Hughes feel, but I guess when when you really get down to it, you're right. It's not that usual romantic comedy style film that yeah. John Hughes is known for. I mean, look at, you know, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, and Home Alone could sort of be called a romantic comedy, I guess. Not yeah. really. Not really, but it's kind of one. Um, and, you know, you, uh, Breakfast Club does turn out to be a romantic comedy. Yep. You know, I mean, at the end of the movie, that's basically what it is. But that is Ever, more... Everyone gets a girlfriend except for yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, most of his movies, though, the guy gets the girl. I mean, you know, Pretty in Pink. Uh 
16 uh, Candles. Thank you. That's the one I was thinking of, 16 Candles. Oh, sorry to go with Pretty in Pink. My mom will forever wish he picked Ducky instead, but he do- she doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the guy gets the girl, or really, in his movies, the girl gets the guy. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, they all wanted Molly Ringwald, and let's face it, she's not that hot. I, I am, I'm too, I'm going with Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. I like Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Yep, I mean, I do. she also got the best line, when you grow up, your heart dies. There you go. There you go. God damn, it's good writing. And directing, and, oh. Uh, that line in itself. That and said line about, you know, if you don't stop, you know, look around, you might, you know, yeah, life see, moves fast. We're bringing up all these fucking Brad Pack movies. We're going to have to do San Animal's Fire one night, too. Which, if I'm going to go with anything, it's got a great song. I was never huge on the movie. See, I like the movie. I do. That was the one, that was the one with the B, the, the B, the B Brat Pack, Demi Moore, whatever. Yes, Demi Moore gets my Brock Lesnar returning to the UFC, De- whatever. Jesus Christ, Demi Moore is was sexy as hell in that movie, dude. I like her in Ghost with her short hair, but that's me. Oh, you must have liked her. What was that fucking military movie she did? Oh, you G.I. Jean? Yeah. I never even I never even saw that movie. I, I've seen that movie, like the whole movie, like once. Uh, I know Viggo Mortensen's in it. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm, um, not, I'm not super huge on, her, on Demi Moore, though. I mean... I was never, what? Cool striptease, yeah. That's neat for you know having boners, but yeah, it's good. It's good for that. So um, what a riveting storyline. Yeah, you know another. Bring up another really good part in that movie was mm-hmm. the restaurant scene that we were discussing a little while ago. I think I have some of that scene right here. I've got a minute or two of it. Let's see how long I've got here. Oh, Fandango now. I can watch movies and TV shows. Best thing, best thing that come from that, and I thought it was one of the most clever names. Uh, a band uh, picked the name Abe Froman as their band name. Abe Froman, great. Sausage, Sausage King, Chicago. Chicago. The Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah. Taste. All right, what do we got here? Can we please get the hell out of here? Just a minute. This place gives me the creeps. Not very loud. Why don't you tell me to come to it? I can fix that. Hello, may I help you? You can sure as hell try. May I help you? Hi, I'm Abe Froman. Party of three for 12. Is there a problem? You're Abe Froman. That's right. That's loud enough. I'm Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. Yeah, that's me. Listen, young man, entre nous, I'm very busy here. Why don't you take the kids and go back to the clubhouse? Are you suggesting that I'm not who I say I am? I'm suggesting that you leave before I have to get snooty. Snooty? Snotty. Snotty? Okay, Abe, let's go. No, I'm not going anywhere. No, we like to be seated. Listen, young man, either you take the field trip outside or I'm going to have to call... The police. The pol- You're going to call the police on me? Yes. 
fine. As a matter of fact, I'll call him myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> call the police. <sighs> this will be a hoot. Another great part that Cameron gets to use his uh, Mr. Peterson voice. <laughs> this is Sergeant Peterson, Chicago Police Department. <laughs> the dude is the epitome of the snooty, snooty waiter. Uh, we now. Oh yeah, hold on! I accidentally let that go. It's, it it should have stopped. <laughs> it should have stopped the little freak. All right, there we go. So yeah, that was. I mean, I think literally. Every scene in this movie, if you broke this movie down scene by scene, you'd be able to find a, either a quotable line or just, holy shit, that was a great scene. Yep. You know, literally, literally you know, scene by scene. Let's see where I'm at right now in the movie here. Where I'm at, uh, Rooney's just pulling up to Ferris Bueller's house, so he's about to go in the backyard <laughs> and see the dog. I mean, this principle goes to, I mean, completely elaborate lengths to try to bust one kid. Yeah. This principle is going to a student's house. Yeah, I believe this is called stalking nowadays. I believe that this is now called stalking. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, if you watch a lot of the movies from the 80s, you got to realize that, you know, some of them really are illegal now. <laughs> oh, without question. I mean, it's like, holy shit. I mean, dude, look at Dirty Dancing. Pat Swayze was a fucking pedophile hitting on a 17-year-old. Thank you. I believe it was Family Guy. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he gets arrested. <laughs> he gets arrested by an inmate. Yeah. Dirty Dancing, just basically a pedophile movie, you know, you know, you know, no big deal back then, but nowadays it's like, holy shit. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Jesus Christ. What is this movie, French? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God, man, I'm not even sure, there's just like so much to say about this movie, I'm just not even sure where the fuck to go and start and stop and... Let's see here, though. Where are we going to go here? Yeah, right now, um, and again, we mentioned how hot his fucking you know, Ferris Bueller's girlfriend was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But goddamn that Ferrari. Once again, that Ferrari is one hell of a car. It goes Sloan Peterson, then Ferrari. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going on attractive people in the movie. Yeah? Because Steve Peterson, Ferrari, Charlie Sheen, and everyone else. Now, let's see here. John Hughes did say that he had Matthew Broderick in mind when he wrote the screenplay, saying Broderick was the only actor he could think of who could pull, pull off the role, calling him clever and charming. Certain guys would have played Ferris. You would have thought, where's my wallet, Hughes said. I have to look that charm to come through. He said Jimmy Stewart could have played Ferris at age 15. Um, other actors were considered for the role included Jim Carrey, John Cusack, Tom Cruise, and Michael J. Fox. 
I could easily see John Cusack doing this. Yes. 80s John Hughes, like, Better Off Dead and stuff. I could, I could see it. He has... They both have, like, those baby faces, man. Yeah. I mean... I, Cruz, I don't think, could have pulled this off. It's like... I mean, Carrie's... He's a, he's a relative unknown at the time. Michael J. Fox, it's like... Okay, the cat from Back to the Future is doing this? Mm-hmm. It's like... So, I mean... There's suspension of disbelief, like... Wow, that chicken pretty in pink looks like that girl who was... Who, uh... I saw it Saturday detention in the Breakfast Club, but you know we don't have to put to put that together. But I mean, I think people wouldn't have bought it as much if it was Michael J. Fox. If someone because I didn't, I didn't, I don't think many people knew Matthew Broderick beforehand. Yeah. I mean, War Games, but yeah. and I think that came out before. Uh, um, I believe that was '83. Okay, yeah, definitely, yeah, because yeah, I was in. It's like. You can buy that. It's like, okay, oh, it's that guy from War Games. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I believe it was. Give me one sec. I'm back, guys. Sorry about that. No problem, man. Yeah, let's see if that was War Games. I think was a 1983 movie. Let me see if it's I'm 83. right. 83. Fact. Holy shit. Ding, ding. I'm right. I'm right. I deserve an award. <laughs> Goddamn you, motherfucker. Anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway. the thing is, I'll remember when War Games came out or Bueller came out, but I probably won't remember another 30 years when the fucking new Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. <laughs> Dude, where were you when Furious 19 came out? Jesus. Yeah, I know. I, I, honestly, fast. I think we'll all be dead and buried, and they'll still be making the movies. Oh. The Rock's uh, great-grandchildren will be, the, uh, I guess, uh, playing his role. There you go. Along with uh, Sylvester Stallone's kids. Putting the Rocky role back in, uh, back in play. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, he's going to keep that series going as I, long I, as he can. I, I'm already waiting for a Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang's play. kid, to be at uh, the next uh, movie. I could play Rocky. Stop. What you doing over there? Fox, you have a future in uh, voice work, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks. My voice is so torn up from the other day at Six Flags, dude. It was insane. I've, I have I've never been. It was fun as hell. We Isn't there a ton of Six Flags in Texas? Do I? I don't know. I feel it. Isn't that where like Six Flags got started? I don't. I think it might be this one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure Who? either. I. Who I don't. I don't know. I just know that I had a lot of fun. Repeat visit. Oh, I will definitely go back. There was a few rides I couldn't ride. One of them, we were going to ride the Riddler, but uh, someone puked on it. Oh. oh. Yeah, 30 minutes later, we were in line, and they're still cleaning up the ride. I'm like, let's go. And we went back there about another 40 minutes later after we rode something else, and they were still cleaning it up. Because oh. no one wants to clean it up, dude. No, no, they were hosing it down, and, and then they got you know they got, after they clean it, they got to get an inspector over there to make sure it's good, and then they got to tell Jeez. you you can do this and that, and, and it. I mean, <laughs> we just said screw it, and I mean we were there from eleven o'clock until the park closed at seven. Oh, boxman, hard partier, huh? Dude, I was so happy we were because we got the last two rides we rode, we rode were Batman and Mister Freeze. Ah. 
Batman's cool. a badass roller coaster. It's one of the roller coasters where your feet are dangling. Yeah. Oh. So I got on that. We got to ride that back to back two times in a row. Mr. Freeze is one of those rides that shoots you in reverse. Jesus. And you go up like straight 90 degrees up and then it just drops you and you go through the roller coaster. We did that three times in a row, back to back to back. Because the park was about to close. There was no one in line. So they just let it go. The guy, the guy got on the microphone and said, if there's no one waiting to get on the ride, you can ride again. If there is, find a section that's not, you know, that's, that no one's in and sit there. Wow. So we rode back to back to back. It was hot as hell, but it was worth it, man. It was fun. All right, fellas, let me uh, hop off the phone. I'm going to hop on my laptop. I'll be back in two minutes. All right, we're here, man. And uh, I guess real quick, before we kind of get back to the uh, levity, just want to send out a condolence, my condolences, prayers, rest in peace, shout-outs to the uh, victims uh, down in Orlando. Because that, that, you know, I woke up to that news, and that, that just fucked my brain. That fucked my mind up today. So I just wanted to uh, send my condolences out to everybody affected by that tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get a little more into that at the end of the show. But uh, definitely, yeah, that was um, that was pretty messed up. But, uh, yeah, I was looking at that last night. Um, went to bed about one thirty here, which is about 2.30 there. So it was kind of happening. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of happening when I uh, when I was going to sleep. So, I, you know, I woke up and saw the rest of it, what was going on. But that was some sick, crazy shit. But, um, yeah, we'll maybe get into that, uh, you know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe end of the show. Maybe we'll wait till Wednesday. But uh, catch me up, boxer. Where are you at? Where are you guys at in the movie? Right now at the movie we were at. Thank you for all the joy and grace. Right there. Picture show, second balcony. On the float, singing Wayne Newton's Donka Shane. Yes. So we, <laughs> we can kind of pick I, I up. I do have to mention that uh, I don't know how you feel, but Jennifer Grey was looking hot in this movie, man. She does. She looks a lot different now. Matter of fact, she was just on Lip Sync Battle. Um, her husband was on that show a little while ago, so she was on there. And she 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 still looks very good, but she got a nose job. She got rid of that uh, Jennifer Grey nose. Yeah, which I don't know, man. I, I um, that Once again, that's what, you know, maybe I'm different, but that's one of those unique quirks that I would have kept. It's something I, I dug it. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at Mia Sarah. I don't think she's changed one bit. Yeah. Her face looks older, but she still looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah, she was just, she had like a, man, she had like an exotic look to her too. It's like, man. Yeah, but if you type her, you know, her name 2016, she does not look much different. She, she's still a beautiful girl. Yeah, she got them good genetics, man. Yeah, obviously. That, that, that teaches, teaches people something. Hey, take care of yourself so you can uh, age with grace. Yep, and you know this. This was actually another good part in the movie. When he starts doing the Beatles. It's gonna be a strike with that You know, and you know, this song gave the Beatles a little bit of a push in the late '80s. Yeah, well, you would know better than me, but I could imagine it. It did, and I think there might be something here about that. 
as I go down here. It definitely put that song uh, by Yellow, Oh Yeah, you know, Oh Yeah, definitely put that song basically on the fucking map. That song was never a hit until it got put in this movie. Uh, so that and Twist and Shout chartered a 16, uh, 16 years after the Beatles broke up. Gave yep. them some more cultural relevance. Yep, got brought that song back to the uh, public eye and then gave it another prominent appearance in the in the same year in the movie Back to School. Yeah. When Rodney sings it at the end of the movie, I remember that, Rodney Dangerfield. So, yeah, this movie, you know, like we were saying, this movie had a definite um, culture, you know, impact out there. And as did a lot of movies back in the 80s, it seemed to... Uh, it resonated with people. I mean, and I mean, John Hughes, I mean, he, he had the Midas. To, he just, for some reason, he just had a knack for writing for teenagers with angst. Like that, like that, you know, that rough patch that kids go through with that transition from junior high to high school to adulthood. He just had a knack for writing for those characters. Whether yep. you were the jock, whether you were the nerd, whether you were the, uh, the spoiled princess, Ferris Bueller, you know, which... This is something I, I, you know, the only, my only, I guess this is a, this is a minor gripe that I had with the movie. They never really explained how Ferris Bueller kind of had his juice. Because uh, just to backtrack a minute, when uh, he got the, when he scammed his way out of school, right? Mm -hmm. And then they had the campaign and he was on the phone with everybody and, hey, Ferris is going to get me out of summer school and Ferris is going to hook me up with this, hook me up with that. They never really kind of explained how he got all that juice. <laughs> Well, I mean, they were just popular kids back then, just like there are now. But, I mean, that's just kind of, I, I don't know. It, it is a little weird. But, you know, even to kind of tack on to the, you know, cultural impact of this movie, even in 2016, Deadpool, uh, in the credits scene, there's a little <laughs> homage to Ferris Bueller. Uh, Deadpool's dressed in a robe, talks directly to the audience in a hallway, looks exactly similar to the one in the movie. And he says, you're still there? It's over. Go home. At the end of the scene, he leans back into the frame behind the doorway and goes, yeah. chick, chick, chick. And uh, once again, to uh, add a wrestling reference to this, uh, well, he's not a wrestler anymore, but CM Punk's documentary. He actually paid tribute at the end of his documentary to Ferris Bueller. Did he? Yeah. The, the, with the robe, talks to the camera. You're still here? They, I don't think they, I can't remember. I don't think they had the... Oh. But the, he basically he basically ripped it off down to the word, down to the line. So, yes, even in wrestling, Ferris Bueller made an impact. Nice. Nice. And it looks like an episode of the new TV series Limitless did a little thing. Doesn't say what they did. Obviously, this is, you know, that, that would be new because that show was actually very new. That show just came out. Uh, so they paid them, you know, they paid a little, you know, homage to the movie also. But, you know, even in 2016, people still, yeah. you know, giving a little tribute to the movie. Why not, man? It's a fucking great movie. It still holds up. It definitely does. And uh, I'm going to steal Tony's gimmick here for a minute. A random factoid about uh, Mia Sarah. She holds a private pilot license because she's a big fan of flying. So, really? <laughs> Dude, a lot, of, a lot of actors hold 
Weird shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Harrison Ford. I mean, got he said he was seventy uh, flying planes. Travolta almost killed him. <laughs> but, Travolta does too. Travolta? Wow, yeah. Travolta has a fucking airport in his backyard, dude. Jeez. Fuck air- Virgil. That's fuck you money right there, man. When dude. you <laughs> when you can afford your own airport, yeah. Yeah, that's you got why, too much fucking money yeah. on your hands. Yeah, yeah, that he's definitely got the fu money. So, but yeah, it's that's all him, dude. Yeah, Travolta's got a, He lives his his backyard is an airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's too rich. And uh, let me see another fun fact about uh, Mia Sarah. She's been married twice, and uh, guess who her current husband is? Uh, Brian Henson. He is the oldest son of uh, Muppets creator Jim Henson. Oh, all right. Yeah, I know Jim's got two sons, I believe. Maybe three. Two. I know two. So, wow, that's, I mean, you know. One of his sons still still has the Muppets living, living on. One of well, Yeah, sons. like I said, this is, you know, pretty cool factoids. That's why I like doing this show. Yeah. I actually learn stuff along the way. Yeah, I didn't know that, actually. Nope, they're picking up the car. That's where I'm at in the movie. They're picking up the car, and Cameron is about to freak the fuck out. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, I love this fucking movie. And like I was saying, man, this movie still holds up. Yeah. I mean, look, and uh, I, we haven't really talked about it a lot, man, but uh, Alan Ruck in this movie, man, uh, he I don't think he's done too many movies. He's mostly t- known for his TV work, but he... He's a hell of a good actor in this movie. I liked his kind of like nervous breakdown type of character that he played in his role. He played it pretty well. Alan, Ro- oh yeah, 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 yeah. He he like he didn't do a lot of movies. He did this. I know he was in Speed. He was oh shit. He was in Twister. Thank you, um, Jesus. And Spin City. We've mentioned Spin City. But um, that's really the only stuff that I personally know him from. I completely forgot he was in Twister, but he is in Twister. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, it, it shows he's done a few more things. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Yeah, he's done a he did an episode of Numbers. Now, let me ask you something. I mean, because this was kind of like a uh, this was kind of was like a subplot of the movie. They kind of made reference to the fact that Cameron may have been abused by his father. Do you think that was a little too dark for the vibe this movie was going for? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I you got to realize the time of this movie. This movie, no, I mean, the, the, in, in nineteen eighty-seven, no one thought of movies like that, really. I mean, dude, you could literally take this movie and pick it apart, and it would be really, honestly, not a very good movie. They don't explain, like you said, they don't explain how he became this popular motherfucker. They don't explain how he made all his money, and when he admits he has no job, yeah. You know, there's a lot that's not explained in this movie. Yeah, if but, you think too, if you think hard enough about it, <laughs> exactly. But it was a different time for movies. People didn't have the internet to pick one thing apart and 90 million people comment on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, could you just the, imagine the, if this came out today, man? It it would be man. Oh, if this movie came out today, this movie would be probably like one of the worst movies ever. So you're I'm saying back really then that. people, you know, just enjoyed, enjoyed it. what they were. Exactly. This is yeah. a movie you just need to enjoy it for what it was and what it is. 
people would have been like ripping it apart. Where's the continuity? The, uh, the, there's not enough depth to uh, Matthew Broderick's catter. It's too shallow. Cameron is a nut job. The principal, the parents are idiots. They would have picked it apart. Everything. Oh, and, and you know, the, the, like I was saying, they would have asked the question. Oh, didn't, how, how the fuck did he make all this money? He's going to baseball games. He's buying fancy lunches. He's, you know, doing this. Who, you know what? It just didn't matter back then. I mean, there's literally, I mean, if you go on YouTube, there's actual YouTube videos dedicated to picking this movie apart. Put it that way. You know, you know and they say wrestling fans have no lives. Yeah, thank God that, I thank God there was no internet back then. Because it, it would have ruined a lot of fucking movies. It really would have. But yeah, this movie, you know, it was a different time, and you just have to remember that this movie, at this movie, at this time, it wasn't all about, you know, let's make a statement. It was, let's make a movie. And have most movies back it. then were you know, like I, this. I honestly think that that's the problem nowadays, you know, not to sidetrack, but it's THC, so fuck it, that's what we do. <laughs> Uh, Lucille Ball, you guys know who that is. She's a fairly famous lady. Uh, she did an, uh, a retrospective episode of uh, Three's Company one day. Or one, one day, I think it was in 1982. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the quote, but she says something along the lines of, Three's Com- it, wasn't, it wasn't out to make a statement. It wasn't out to teach us anything. It just set out to make us laugh for 22 minutes and it achieved that goal. Something along those lines. Yeah. And I think we are at a point now where Every movie, every TV show has to be a fucking public service announcement for, you know, don't do drugs, use condoms, stay away from this, stay away from... Everything has to teach you something. Sometimes a movie or a TV show or whatever it is, is just meant to entertain you. It's just meant to allow you to kind of turn your brain off and not focus on the world, real world. Because we got a lot of negative shit going on nowadays. And sometimes you just want to turn your brain off and laugh. Yeah, you're watching not worried about shit. Movie. Yeah, you're watching a serious movie, and sometimes you just expect Keenan Ivory Wayne to come up and go, Message! <laughs> yeah, that's for real. I mean, seriously, every movie. It's like, you got and to have a message. You got to teach the kids. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm expecting anyone who listens to this show to get that message, that, that reference right there, by the way. I, I mean, get it. It's a movie, <laughs> a movie to parody movies being so serious, and it's not that those movies weren't important and shouldn't have been made, but it's like, just... Let's laugh for a fucking second, man. Exactly, and that's why you know, and and that's why I, I look. They, they they beat these movies to death, but the American Pie, the original, the first two, kind of brought comedy back, where you could just be idiots and you know stupid high school kind of movies. It brought back, like I mean, it's like American Pie seems like, and I'm not I'm not talking about their later movies they made. Right. American right. Pie could have been an '80s National Lampoon movie. Yes, and, I, and honestly, right. yeah, piggyback off what Tony just said, that was basically because me and Tony around the same age. American Pie was our gener- was our generation's Porky's. You know, you came up on a Porky's, right, Box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember those. And you know, it, it, Van Wilder was a try at that. And now remember that that was a National Lampoon's movie. Yeah, like, don't I, I it makes me laugh like a motherfucker. It's funny as hell. <laughs> it is. Van Wilder's a, a, a funny fucking movie. I, I like it. I completely agree. 
But Definitely. It, it, I, I enjoyed it. But it was an attempt. It, it it really was like a new day attempt at PCU, which was a '90s attempt at Animal. Great House. movie too. I liked it. Right. Uh, dude, don't get me wrong. Again, I love PCU. I'll fucking. We're gonna definitely do that movie one day. Definitely, definitely. And yeah. you brought but up I'm, Animal House. That's that's on yeah, my list. And here. Animal House, but PCU was a a '90s attempt at remaking Animal House, and can't do it, man. I mean, you just can't. You can't. Like, like I mean, like like we said, if they ever tried to, you know what? It's gonna happen. They're gonna end up not doing a sequel, but they're gonna end up redoing this movie. How much you want to bet? By the end of 2017, we're gonna have a new Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, sadly, I I, I I can't say I disagree with you. Just because nope. Hollywood is at a point now where they can't creativity is bankrupt in Hollywood. So, ooh, this movie made money for us 30 years ago. Let's remake it. Yep. Ferris Bueller's and they, Day and Off. And they'll have fucking Matthew Broderick as the principal role and the principal role. It'll be a. Uh, it'll be a. Uh, it'll be Matthew Broderick as the principal, and it'll and it's nothing against anyone. It'll be a girl playing the Ferris Bueller role. Mm. Uh, I could see like I a mean, that's bullshit too. I mean, I'm not even trying to be a sexist, but I, you know, that fucking bu- the bullshit going on with Ghostbusters right now. I have no interest in seeing that flick. This I'm is not me trying it. to be a sexist, but if you're going to remake something, at least try to stay true to the original concept of what the movie was. And I know the ladies involved too, man. But the same, I'm not, I'm not Jones and they go see it. I'm gonna watch it and then I'll judge it. I really will. I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm going to get because you know what, the the early reviews aren't bad. I mean, I mean, Melissa McCarthy's funny, so I, I don't doubt the review. But I just, I, I I just it's just certain movies. You know, look, I'm old school. It's just certain movies. In my opinion, if you're going to remake them, they you at least need to stay true to the original concept and not try to go out and, oh, you got to appease everybody. Oh, we got to appease the women's league or the gay league or this league or that league. Sometimes the movie is is supposed it's supposed to be presented in a certain way. That's all I'm saying. Well, you see, now if they redo Ferris Bueller, you're going to get, like, Channing Tatum playing Ferris Bueller, and he'll be being yeah. chased by, like, the truant police. Yeah. You know... <laughs> Truant officers are chasing him. It'll be ridiculous. But but (laughs) now, how about this? It'll end with a PSA: Kids, skipping school is wrong. Yeah, this is just a movie. Do not attempt anything you've seen. It'll be some shit like that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, trust me, they're gonna try to remake this movie. I'm surprised they haven't tried to remake Breakfast Club and stuff like that yet. Oh Oh. God, God, no! Please don't even put that out there. (laughs) Stop yourself. If 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 they remake this movie, if if or, or Breakfast Club, the only way I will deal with it is if Judd Nelson plays the principal. That's it. It's the only way I'm watching. I, Judd Nelson. I, I couldn't. I I don't want to. I I don't want to ruin what I have. The little. I mean, don't remake everything. I know. You don't. You don't Charlie Sheen's part in the movie. You want to keep your opinions to yourself. Somebody you should talk to. And you know, it's funny. If you say Ferris Bueller, you lose a testicle. I'm still not sure if Charlie Sheen was really fucked up in this part or they made his eyes look like that. <laughs> no, I think this is probably as close to true life as you're going to get. Yep. <laughs> Oh, God. Like, look, I, I just want to point out, 
and, and I, you know, this is just my opinion. I actually think Charlie Sheen is a good actor. I think he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when he got his head on straight, he can be a damn good actor. But I have never seen a guy make so much money essentially playing the same role. <laughs> I mean, look at, if you yes, look at you his have. trajectory. Yes, movies, you have. TV, he basically plays himself in everything he does. You have seen that. His name is Morgan Freeman. Uh because you tell me Morgan Freeman plays different roles. You tell me Morgan in every movie Morgan Freeman is Morgan Freeman. Do you not agree? Fair enough. I mean there's been a couple roles where he's you know put on glasses. <laughs> but, but, oh god. <laughs> I, and I honestly believe it or not man, like as many as many movies as Morgan Freeman's done He's always going to be Joe Clark to me. Lean on me. I knew you were going to say that. Wow. I knew you were going to say that. It's an iconic role for me, man. Like, that's, that's to me, that's the role I identify him with the most. Well, it's probably one of the, let's, let's be real, that's probably one of the first movies you saw him in. Where he was the lead. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean you know, he, the guy's done a shitload of movies, but in my opinion, Morgan Freeman, and... And it's not his fault. It's his distinct voice. In my opinion, that does it. Or voice cast? It's just his voice makes him... That is Morgan Freeman. And he'll always just be in every movie Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Kind of like James Earl Jones. I mean, he got that voice. There you go. Good call. You're right. You know, I was, I was going to try to argue that with like a Darth Vader. At least he's, you know, put on a, a suit. But that wasn't him either, so... People, I mean, people remember Vader, what he looks like, but you, that voice. He was. Hey, <laughs> best of the best. James Earl Jones was a bad motherfucker in Best of the Best. <laughs> the first one, not the second one. The first, yeah. one, first one. He was amazing in Coming to America. Yes. That's right. If you want to check that out, you can check us out on iTunes. There you go. There you and, go. Uh... I did want to point this out. I didn't, you know, I was hoping we could kind of get away from it, but I did want to point this out just because I figure it's pertinent and it's a unique factoid. Pertinent. Jeffrey Jones, yeah. good actor, fucked up human being. Who? Uh, in 2003, Jones was arrested for possession of child pornography yeah. and accused of soliciting a 14-year-old boy to pose for pornographic photographs. Jones pleaded no contest to a felony charge. His punishment was five years probation, counseling, and the requirement to register as a sex offender. Jones and the and the, the agreed boy settled in, a, in Los Angeles Superior Court for damages related to this matter in 2004. In 2010, he was arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status both in Florida and in California. James Earl Jones? No, no. The principal. No, 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 Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey the principal. Jones. Who the hell is Jeffrey Jones? He was the, the principal. principal. Oh my God! The principal? Yeah, you didn't know that. That's kind of no, like no, a big deal. No. I mean, not big. You know, he's not like the biggest star, but no, that was. That was I no. was. I didn't want. It's not like I didn't want to bring that up, but that was something I didn't want to bring up. Wow, and you, you know what? He he's actually is a pretty big actor. Let's. I mean, he was in Beetlejuice. He was in Devil's Advocate. Um, he's been in some days. big big movies. So, yeah, and uh, not quite a big movie, but uh, one of my favorite movies as a kid was a little flick called Mom and Dad Save the World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was in uh, Dr. Doolittle 2. Dr. Doolittle 2 he was in. I did not know he was in all that kind of trouble, dude. No, but he 
kind of looks like a creepy dude. Yeah. You know, you've got that creep yeah. look. I yeah, and another not. movie he, that he was in uh, that I want to review on the show at some point is uh, Stay Tuned, uh, starring the uh, late John Ritter. Oh, God, that's an old one, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's what we do. We break out the uh, the fun on this show, but we also break out the interesting fact toys. The oh, my God, two movies I totally forgot this guy was in. Har- Who's Harry Crumb with John Candy and, holy fuck, Howard the Duck. Wait a, wait a minute, I'm looking through his list. Easy Money? I gotta go, I don't remember him in Easy Money. Easy Money, he was the president of the Mother's Company. Hmm, I can see that. In Easy Money, he, he wasn't in it a lot, but he was in the movie, and yeah, he was the president of the company. When Rodney goes in to start the uh, regular guy line, he's the guy in the room. Ah. Uh. Uh-huh. He wasn't some. You see, he flew under the radar on a lot of things. You see, yeah, he he's, October. Yeah, he's one of those That's under the radar. Cool. Oh my god, that was him. Oh my god, that was him. Kind of guys. He was an yeah. Ed. Damn. Yep. And like I said, he was in um, you know the movie with um, blah 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 uh, Keanu, uh, Devil's Advocate, which was a fucking amazing movie. Yeah. I mean, not to give the guy any like uh, I don't want him to get any publicity because I don't like him. For obvious reasons, but he's one of those people who would be on, uh, and not to give another podcast a shout out, but uh, I was there too. It's a podcast with like actors who like you forget or didn't know like they were in a said movie, hmm. and they have an interview with them. Like Phil Lamar, uh, you know, a lot of voice acting work, but like Mad TV and stuff. He was on, you know, in Pulp Fiction. Like that's an idea of an interview that he did. It's a really interesting podcast. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's another movie. Uh, I guess you can join us for that too, Tom. Pump Fiction. That's a another movie I enjoy. Oh gosh, yeah, man. Oh, we'll definitely do that one. That's that's without a question. Tarantino. So let's see where are we at in the movie here. We are up. Oh, the car just took a dump. Uh, you mean going backwards? It doesn't make it go, yep. going backwards. Cameron, it's my fault. I'll take the heat for it. We'll wait for your father to come home, and when he gets here, I'll tell him that I did it. I'll take the heat for this. Hmm? So Cameron finally comes to... No, he's not going to take any more of his dad's shit. They're talking wrestling terms, bro. I want this much heat. I want it. If I didn't want it, I wouldn't have let you take the car out this morning. I made you take the car this morning. I could have stopped you. It is possible to stop Mr. Ferris Bueller, you know. You know, this movie does turn out to be one of those, you know, feel-good movies, though. You know, him and his sister get along at the end of it. and Yeah. It, I, and I also love the uh, the feel-good, you know it's a feel-good moment when they had the music playing in the background as a camera finally grows a set of balls. Yep, I was just going to say the same, man. You could hear I love it. <laughs> That's one of those things I actually kind of miss about 80s movies where they almost kind of cued the music just to say, okay, audience, this is the part where you're supposed to feel inspired. Yeah. Exactly here. Second of all, I, I just yeah. can't believe she came to you with a story about an intruder. Well, for whatever reason, she did it. Yeah, that's that part of the movie. You guys, I need 30 seconds. But, uh, so let me talk ask you guys in your opinion, because I always wondered this. What do you think brought them, what do you think uh, flipped the switch that made the sister all of a sudden get along with them? Outside of the fact that you know they're blood and all. I don't know. 
that was just kind of weird because she had to change because like the whole her whole storyline was the fact that Varys always got his way, always right. got his way. She just wanted for once for him to get busted just to bring him down a couple notches. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's almost like she gave gives him a little wink and all of a sudden once again they're buddies, but it never really was explained why. See, this is why I'm glad this movie was made in 1986. You don't None question of this it. Was questioned. But if you think about one, uh, Charlie Sheen changed her mind. That's Very basically true. why. Very true, yeah. Charlie Sheen changed her mind. You know. Oh yeah, you're right. Because he basically said, like, you can't. Why are you blaming your brother for how your life is turning out? You got to be like the catalyst for change. Yeah, you know, only basically, you know, only you can change your life, right? Uh, I, I love, <laughs> and I love how look. That look that that kind of shows where you're at on in like a doped out Charlie Sheen still has more game than I do sober. Because <laughs> didn't didn't he get the number from her? Yeah, she wrote it on his hand, I believe. That was fucking that that scene once again, man. It's one of those look. I'm a, I'm a sucker for like small scenes like that. Like I said, he wasn't in the movie too long, but once again, it was very memorable. You remember Charlie Sheen and Ferris Bueller? Absolutely. And I, you know that's probably one of the things a lot of people like that clicks first with a lot of people is that he was in this movie. And actually, one of the best things they did recently um, on uh, that show, The Goldbergs, which is obviously based in the 80s, uh, his sister gets in trouble and she's sitting on sitting on the couch and it's Charlie Sheen dressed up how he was, playing the exact same character, doing the knuckle-cracking, everything. <laughs> it's, it's That's really, great. I gotta look that episode here, up. Here, wait a minute. I'll put it in the chat for you if you can see it. Uh, it was it, it was really good, man. That's yeah, good. I'll check that out too. Let's see what else do we have like this here. We have oh the baseball game. Swing bat. Hey, bada 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 bada. Swing bat. Hey, bada 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 bada. Swing bat. Hey, Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. Swing bat. I don't know what this one is. It just says. You lose a testicle. Somebody If you say Ferris Bueller, oh. you lose a testicle. Oh. Oh, you know him. It's the part we just basically passed in the movie. Didn't even... <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much at the end now. Here, I can kind of put it in the back. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. bum. Is that loud or like able to be talked over? I'll drop it down a couple notches there. Yeah, basically, you know, that, this is the point that he's running to his house, and you know he goes through all these people's backyards and that one. I don't know, man. Look, this movie has a lot of questionable scenes and questionable parts, but. Again, it was 1986. It didn't fucking matter. It just didn't matter. <laughs> and you know, it, it, honestly, Box, you might, I don't know if you'll agree with this. You know what the ending scene reminded me of? It, it reminded me of, uh, of a PG version of the ending tour of Goodfellas. And I'm trying to get back to the house. Somewhat. Uh, okay, Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat, except. Well, I, yeah, I mean, being chased by the cops, I, I guess you can see it that way, except Goodfellas was a real-life story. Without the drugs and the guns and the... 
Yeah, except like I said, you know, real fellows, good fellows was a real story, and and, and let's be honest, it. even if his parents had a quarter, it probably would have been a you disappointed as Ferris, and we're gonna have to punish you. And based on his based on his liver, I mean, they hit the computer and all this shit. I was like, hey, cool. They whacked him. I can't believe they whacked him. Oh, okay. No, they're not gonna whack Ferris. That's a good thing. Ferris gets popped at the end of the movie. Spoiler. <laughs> Could see Ferris and Cameron uh, setting up, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh connections <laughs> for guns and uh, drugs and. Uh... Charlie Sheen was the uh, one of the dudes who worked for. Yeah, Charlie Sheen got them all and got corrupted all of them. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's running home still here. And then you know it, it, it but you did make a point. It doesn't one hundred percent explain how Farrah, you know, him and his sister do get along. But if you really had to do it, it was kind of like she can either side with the principal or side with her brother. You know what and I mean? Give it what you yeah. know now about uh, Jeffrey Jones' proclivity outside of uh, Hollywood. It's kind of like, yeah, I you know, and plus that maybe it's the mustache too. But even before I found out all I did about the dude, he just looked like a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> I know that's what I said. Guy looks kind of creepy, but I didn't know he was doing all that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You thought that beforehand, and now that you've actually, it's like holy shit. Yeah, sometimes I hate proving myself correct. That's what John Pryor looks like, man. Ugh. Yeah. Ducky. <laughs> yes. The duck, man. Here we go. We can do a little bit of this here. Looking for this. Let's see. Come on. Start talking. I got you, Ferris. How's Ferris? Let's go in and check. Okay. Okay. How was your day? I have reamed about this. This time, God damn you, bastard! I've got you right where I want you. Ferris, we're home. So, how would you feel about another year of high school hmm? under my close personal? Supervision. Hi. Thank God you're on. You know, we've been worried sick about you. There it is. Thank you, Mr. Rooney, for the driving turning me moment. Home. Now, I want you to go upstairs and get in bed. The turning moment of Matthew Broderick, Ferris, and Jeannie. Uh. Scoot! Can you imagine someone as sick as Ferris trying to walk home from the hospital? <laughs> oh, kids. Oh, kids. Alright. Damn, man. I, I, I just can't say enough good about this movie. You know, a, a, a cult classic which... I don't know if it started the John Hughes classics, but I mean, this kind of is what made his films to be 
the cult classics that all of them came out to be. I mean, and they inspired so many things. Uh, it did. I mean, Breakfast Club, this, it, and uh, take it. And this is going to be a weird. You might not uh, agree, guys, but uh, the way Ferris Bueller kind of played the character, talking to the camera, acknowledging the audience. I honestly think that this is what inspired the Zach Morris character from Saved by the Bell. And that, in terms of that presentation, if you really think about it. I probably wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't doubt it one bit if they were like, let's make him kind of computer-like where he, you know, talks to the camera, this and that, because... Yeah, like breaking breaking the fourth wall, he would do the timeout, yep. and he would... That was that was like a hallmark of that show. He would yep. You're stop right. the middle of the show and basically acknowledge the audience. Yep. Here we go. Let's do a little bit of the end here. He's still awfully warm. How do you feel? 150% better. Thank you. Please, don't make me stay home again. I want to go to school. I have to graduate in June, and and I, I want... Ferris, you're sick. <laughs> and don't go pushing it and making yourself worse. Uh, maybe you're right, Dad. I know I'm right, pal. How'd you get to be so sweet? Mm, years of practice. <laughs> I don't know. I could make a. I could really date myself, make an old reference, but this kid was very Eddie Haskell-like. I don't know if anyone even knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Leave it to Beaver. Eddie Haskell, nice to the parents. Hi, how are you? Walks out of the door. Let's go get fucked up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the 80s were an interesting time, I I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um you know, and if by the way, if you to to piece together the movies, if you look at the end part here where the parents are walking out the door, there is a Simple Minds poster on the door. If you do not know, Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me was the theme song in Breakfast Club. Yes. So there's your tie-in mm-hmm. to the John Hughes movies. It's in every movie. If you watch them enough, you'll see them. You'll hear them. You just need to keep an eye out. An eye and an ear both. So there's another thing. Let me see if I missed anything. Unless you guys got more to say about the Ferris Bueller movie. Uh, I'll just say it's one of those movies, man, that it never gets old. And I think, it, you know, it'll, it'll, it's one of those movies that can transfer from generation to generation. You know, kind of, kind of like a, a I Love yeah, no. Honeymooners. It's one of those timeless classics that no matter how many times you see it, it's still, it's still funny. It's still culturally relevant in some respects. And uh, it should, it, above all else, it's just a good movie. It makes you laugh. Which is the whole purpose of it, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, what we were talking about, I, I completely forgot about this. In 1990, they actually did try to make a series on NBC for this uh, this movie. Uh, well, I mean, they did it with Weird Science, so why not? Yeah, and Jennifer Aniston, uh, Jennifer Aniston, I, God, that was Boston. Jennifer Aniston actually was in there as uh, Jeannie, and I completely forgot about it, but it was supposed to be a prequel to the film. Um, it bombed. Uh, it lasted oh, one season. Oh, it actually got a full season? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, um, there was competition with another TV show that had come out that same year 
called uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. And that Tim show... Stat- basically, that show killed it. And uh, I believe Jennifer Aniston got friends the same year and said, go fuck yourselves anyway. So, they had a lot of issues, a lot of issues. Yeah, but above all else, I think the most important thing this movie taught us, enjoy life. Take a day off one every now and then, because it moves pretty fast. And if you don't slow down, you can miss it. That's right. We've said it once, and we'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. There we go. Tony, you got anything else? You uh, want to wrap this motherfucker up? Uh, it's a good movie. Everyone should give it a chance if you haven't. And if you have, give it a revisit because it's worth it, fellas. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of those movies that uh, parents like me should be showing their kids when they're you know, 10, 12 years old. Yeah. Keep it going. But, uh, Keep it going. But uh, kids, I want you to realize that it, this was made in 1986, 30 years ago. Uh, so don't try to recreate, because parents aren't that gullible. <laughs> I wish they still were, but mm. they're not. So oh, uh, anything you see in this movie should not be attempted, because your parents will most likely be able to read through the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for my kids, because I, I've done everything my kids are going to be able to try to do. They're not going to be able to get yeah, I mean, shit. come on. You want to check on your kids? You have security systems in your home that you can check from your phones and computers. I'm not going to be that Somebody bad. brought up the point. I might have been uh, not to plug another podcast. It might have been Don Tony and Kevin Cass. Cam- it's cameras everywhere nowadays. You could get away with a ton of shit. I, 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 would, uh, I can only imagine the shit people was doing in the 70s and 80s. Oh. <laughs> Crimes. Oh, uh, the well, cell phone. I'm sure. Every nowadays, you do a crime like two minutes later, it's a fuck. It's world star. It's on YouTube. It's clips everywhere. Yeah, I know. I mean, anything you do, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. A- Anthony mentioned, but you know what? It's it's the end of the show. If you guys want to get into it real quick, we can the whole Orlando thing. Um, Anthony had mentioned it and Tony had mentioned it too a little while ago and that is a fucked up situation man and I don't know I'm I'm, I mean you guys know the way I feel I I know a lot of the gun control people have already come out and said blah 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 but I you know there was no stopping with the if if someone like this wants to do what they're going to do and plan it like they did, the guy was a security guard. He legally owned his guns, but he had planned to do bad with them. So, you know, it, but God damn, this is the, I mean, they're classifying this the most deadly mass shooting. 50 plus people this guy got, yeah. plus 50 yeah. some injured. That's over a hundred people. This in one fucking shooting, one one person, one guy. Yeah. So I don't know how you guys feel, but um... I mean, to me, you know, not to get on the whole political tangent here, it's not a gun issue. It's not, you know, the problem with is, in my opinion, within the Muslim community, they need to reevaluate 
and like not this is not all Muslims, not all of them, but there is something inherently wrong in that culture in terms of what they're teaching these people that led to this guy doing this shit. This is not a human this is um to me more of a human rights issue. Guns have very little to do with it, you know, to quote, quote Chris Tucker, guns don't kill people, stupid motherfuckers with guns kill people. <laughs> and that's what this was. Yeah, yeah, but I mean this was absolutely horrible and you know it 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 was at a uh a gay nightclub who was um, basically wanting people there that night to enjoy a Latin type flavor. I actually went on the uh, website, not the website, but the Facebook page, and there's a scary post from them right when it was going on that just said, you know, everyone get out of pulse and keep running. Jesus. You know, that's creepy. I mean, imagine jumping on someone's Facebook page and seeing that. I'd shit my pants. <clears throat> Yeah, you know. and uh, you know, and I think um, I guess two things I want to bring up real quick, and then I'll get you guys' thoughts on it. Uh, one of the things that apparently led to this tragedy is the fact that about a week or two beforehand, somewhere in the local area, he had saw two guys kissing, and that apparently set him off, and that kind of that kind of set the wheels in motion for uh, the tragedy that happened yesterday. And also, you know, they're calling this like a terrorist attack; they're calling it ISIS type of deal. Do you think that we're getting to a point where, with these terrorists, they know that it's going to be hard as hell to get to like a, a major building, like like to uh, the White House or the president? So they're going to start to pick obscure places, like a nightclub, places where security isn't really going to be heightened. They could, they could, but you know the problem is is that the security should be heightened everywhere, yeah. and especially right now. You know, I'm I'm you know look, everybody knows I've. I, I've got a you know my own views on guns and this and that and you know I'm I'm for guns actually I'm I'm probably going to start teaching concealed weapon classes to uh, be able to give people their concealed weapons licenses. Um, so you know I've got my own views on guns and you know goddamn I just think if you know I, this might be stupid to say and some people might get pissed at me but goddamn if someone else had a gun maybe this guy wouldn't have got 50 people. I mean, Jeez. over 100, I mean, 50 people dead, over 50 injured, man. I know. Um, you know, look, 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 let's just round it off to an even 105. Yeah. Let's just do that. 105 people total injured or dead. By one fucking person. One person with one gun, basically. I mean, he. I know he had, they said he had a pistol and a uh, assault rifle. But, um, you know, it's just, god damn it. Man, it's just... No and one I, and could I can't stop even imagine. I, I, no honestly, one? and it's like I can't even imagine. Just imagine. Put yourself in that situation for a minute. You know, take, just take about take the gay stuff out of it for a minute. These were people. These were human beings that were out for a good time. They weren't trying to hurt no fucking body. They were just out trying to enjoy life. So just imagine if you're out trying to enjoy life, and all of a sudden, pop, 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 get down, get down, and it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I mean, there were people calling nine one one that were hidden, you know, hiding under tables and here and there, and just said that you know the the rapid fire this guy was putting off was re- you know just scary, ridiculous. So, but I, I I you know I I I I'm it's just so fucking sad, you know, just to know that fifty fifty people lost, you know, a son, a daughter, you know, whatever, a, a child. Fifty families lost a family member, and 
it's just you know and you know if you go on his the, the guy's facebook he was definitely claiming he was doing this in the name of isis and you know it, it, you, you might have a point they might not be wanting to go after these big ter big targets anymore because these big targets are much harder to get into now yeah and i and, and, and you know like i said not to put anything out to the universe but i, I just get a feeling that they're going to start to we're going to get unfortunately we're going to get more and more of these type of attacks because let's be honest like uh you know a mcdonald's you know me and tony we're from philly the mcdonald's on 52nd street doesn't have heightened security so i mean did they want to pick out places where uh the uh it's going to be a low key it's just going to be people like civilians i mean let's be honest this this uh, guy went after civilians he made a list of over a thousand people that he wanted to take out and they were all civilians these weren't actors or political figures these were just regular people like me and you no so i think that's going to be that new mode of attack they're not going to go for the political officials they're not going to go for the presidents they're going to go for regular fucking people and it's kind of it's fucked up but it's actually an ingenious way of looking at it if you really think about it well i mean it, 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 I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't want to say it's ingenious i would say it's it's kind of common sense i mean you know you can't get into the big buildings but you go for a. I mean you know Look, I, I'm not trying to stereotype, but, you know, the guy went for a gay nightclub. Those guys are not going to be exactly, you know, packing heat and, Man, you know, well, you shooting know, you back and be the toughest guys. You're going, out, you're going out for the night to have fun. You shouldn't have to carry a gun with you. You shouldn't, but unfortunately, it's 2016. Things are really fucked up. And I, you know, I'll, 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 I've said it before on, you know, on the Wednesday show, and I'll, I urge people to go out there and get your fucking concealed. Learn how to carry. Learn how to carry correctly. Learn how to carry. Meanwhile, let's not even get into that because that was a nightclub, and anywhere alcohol is served, you're not supposed to be carrying anyway. Right. Legally. Legally, you're not supposed to. And if you carry legally, you're not carrying when you're drinking. Uh, I mean, shit, I... I don't. I mean, I took mine off. Yeah, it's beside me, but I'm not carrying. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it, it, it it's just a very bad situation. And, unfortunately, like I said, it was all my parents wanted to talk about tonight. And it was my nephew's 14th birthday. So, it just got brought up a lot tonight. But, you know, I mean, we used to live in Florida. I had friends that were actually in Disney this weekend. Two of my friends from Florida were in Disney this weekend. And... You know that's that's kind of close. You know you you yeah. you worry. You know. And how bad of an omen? This shit happens in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Where's WrestleMania going to be next year? And remember, uh, WWE they had the ISIS threat a few months ago. Before yeah. don't worry. They've got security there. I'm, I I wouldn't even worry about that shit. They got fucking security at something like that, dude. Big security. I mean, think about it. Listen, big events have good security. Listen. You couldn't even walk into CZW without being molested. Fair I point. Mean, I mean, you, you know, you may sit there and be like, God, why do I have to go through that? Right. And then you hear about something like this and you're like, well, you know, this, maybe, I, I, you know, maybe you're well, even though, you know, at someone's, you know, a, a parent's, you know, farm in Delaware, it's like, what's stopping someone from coming in there and just laying us all out? Nothing. Except, I mean, you know, but, you know, a responsible, again, like I just said, a responsible gun owner wouldn't bring his gun because he's drinking there, if he's drinking. Right. But, yeah. the, you know, I'll even go to, you know, I have a family member who, and I'll say, my brother-in-law, 
he drinks almost all day. He carries a gun all day. You know, there's people that just don't follow the law, A. Some people that think they're above the law. Some people that think that got something different out of the concealed weapons class than I did, which I believe he did. You know, but, you know, there's just not it. Not everyone has the same mentality. Not everyone is going to be responsible. And that's just the fucking way it is. Look, criminals are going to get weapons no matter what. You ban guns. You know, once again, you know, I'm kind of like neutral on the whole gun stance, but my whole issue with gun laws is you're only affecting the law-abiding citizens. Mm -hmm. The criminals don't give a fuck about a law. Oh, gee, the president of the world. Guess I can't get a gun no more. I mean, so this is this is why I think common sense really needs to come into play here. You know, it's not about the laws. You can make as many laws you know, as you want. If somebody wants to get a gun, they will get a fucking gun somehow. A, common sense needs to come into play. B, and as a gun owner, I'll say this. There needs to be higher uh, restrictions on rifles assault rifles, shotguns, anything that they don't consider a concealed weapon. Um, you know, rifles you're not supposed to be able to conceal. They don't consider them concealed. Um, you know, things like that. Shotguns can't technically conceal a shotgun. Oh, yeah? You cut down a shotgun? It's concealable. Fuck you. There needs to be higher regulations on the sporting rifles because people know... Look, you can go to Walmart and go get a rifle and walk out with it that day. Right. You do realize that, right? You can get a shotgun and walk out with it that day. You can go get an AR-15 and walk out with it. How insane is that fucking Walmart? Exactly. How insane is Walmart. that? Go to Dick's Sporting Goods anywhere, anywhere, and you can walk out with one. So, you know, even me as a gun owner, I do have rifles, but... I think there should be higher restrictions on who gets them, and there needs to be better, you know, much better restrictions on it. Yeah, they, there also needs to be a whole. They need to put a hold on accessibility. Because I mean, if if you're going, think about that for a minute. If, if you can purchase an assault rifle from a Walmart or Dicks or or your fucking local Acme, there's a problem there. Definitely, there definitely is, and that's one of the big. You know, I guess you could say holes in the system. That's one of them right there. Now, you know, I, I know a lot of people say gun shows. It's, you know, you can do the same thing. Listen, if you know anybody who knows anybody, you know, hey, I got a connection for this and a connection for that. Look, you know people, you're going to get what you want when you want it. But it's just, you know, th there really does need to be better. You know, these people need to qualify just like... Look, I can't walk into a gun shop today, buy a gun, and walk out with it today. It won't happen. If it does happen, I'm probably going to fucking be really scared. Uh, but, you, you know, you can't do that. you got to wait the three days. They check you, this and that. They need to be doing the same thing with rifles and other things like that. Even though that will not stop the people, you know, and no, that's not going to stop the assholes who still want fucking guns, you know, black market it won't i mean come on you know, drugs have been illegal in this you know country forever and we we still have a problem with it you know and, and banning guns isn't the answer so what do you do
what do you do? You, but, you know, we can't keep going on the same way like this because, I mean, look what's happening. How many mass shootings have we had, you know, and, and, in, in the past? Not to, get, not to sound like a heartless yeah. uh, SOB here, but this is like rinse, wash, repeat. Every time there's a mass shooting, well, you know, you'll hear people, oh, that's a shame. This is the, but nothing ever changes. Right. You know, everybody, will, the conversation will start, and you'll see all of these testimonials. You'll see people on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, that's a shame, and pray for this one, and pray for that one. And, but nothing changes. Every, you know, w- within a couple months, this will mm-hmm. be in the rearview mirror for most people. Every side comes out with their opinion, but none of them come out with any type of solution. None of them. And, you know, I, I know it's up to the government and this and that, but, you know... And, you know, this guy has been questioned two times by Homeland Security that did this shooting. Two fucking times has this guy been questioned. And they said, you know, basically with the Obama administration right now, their hands are tied. They can't, you know, go after guys like this because they're not on the high watch list. Well... Boy, if this guy was on that high watch list, we might have 50 people whose families aren't fucking literally mourning the loss today. You know? Yeah. You know, it. it's it's just, there, there's so many variables that we can all sit there and, you know, go back and forth with. But, you know, it, it was a horrible tragedy. And, you know, like we've said, there's, you know, 50 people right now who are, are without, you know, a, a family member there's 53 people who are probably still waiting in a hospital to get out you know, yep. wounds so you know a, a they're only guilty tragedy. of wanting to go out and have a good time that's the only thing they did wrong yep. that was it and you know and you know it, you know this was just a very weird one it was you know closing time at a gay club which you know is just a very you, you. It's not a spot you expect to hear when you hear of this kind of tragedy. Not that you expect to hear a spot. Not that I'm saying that, but this is probably the least, you know, like you know, you would think of a, a bigger place for a terrorist type of attack like this. Well, to show you, it's like you know, I guess the terrorists are starting to get smarter. You know, they're realizing that. Why the fuck are we, you know, going for the big spots? Let's hit a bunch of little spots instead. We can do more damage. Well, you know, I, 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 I do not want to say that they're getting smarter. I'll say that they are settling for larger impact in smaller spaces. Yeah. Um, you know, this I, is just I, like I'm, a couple years ago, the, uh, the, uh, the tragedy in Boston with the, uh, mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the uh, running. With yeah, the, the marathon. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't want to actually go and say the words that they're getting smarter because that would give them some sort of credit. And to me, these people right. are, are, right. are heartless, coward, cowardly scumbags. But uh, Pieces of shit, quite frankly. And, and the only thing I, I will say this, the, my biggest regret is that they you know, shot him. I would have personally preferred that they had to throw him in jail. And since he had the problem with gay people, it would have done my heart good to know that he would have got raped for the rest of his natural life. Well, that that, that would have done my heart good. Yeah, but unfortunately, the only way to take out an active shooter like that is to take him the fuck out. And like I've said before, you know, they they don't shoot to wound. 
They shoot to kill. I know Shaheen didn't believe me, but cops do not shoot to wound your ass. Especially someone well, who's already taken out 50 fucking people. 50 fucking people. God damn it. Even that, that, saying that. To me. So he had to go in there blasting. Just Dude, he had a, he, I, I believe he had an AR. AR-15. You can... I don't think... I'm not going to tell you, but you don't know how easy it is to turn that motherfucker into automatic. That's all I'm going to say. You do not know how easy it is to turn a semi-automatic assault rifle into an automatic rifle. It is simple. It is too fucking simple, as a matter of fact. It is go on YouTube simple. How does that sound? Wow. Okay. Which, again, you know... I'm I'm a big, you know, I'm way pro-gun, but I'm also pro we have to, you know, get into who's buying it and for rifles and everything, not just fucking pistols. Not just fucking pistols. You know, I have to be honest. I wouldn't even care if I had to fucking wait to buy a knife. I really fucking wouldn't. I have tons of fucking knives. I, I, I wouldn't care if I had to wait. You know, it's just, if that's what it has to come down to, you can't buy weapons at all, I'm fine with that. But, goddamn, I mean, even saying 50 people were murdered yesterday is just, yeah. it, it's, it's like hard to even wrap your brain around that many people in one spot by one person. If it was a bombing or something, you could say 50 people and not be so shocked, but one person did that much damage. You know, it's 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 disgusting. It's it's a disgusting tragedy. Never should have fucking happened. And you know, I I I don't know if I can say anything more. So that's it. Yeah, it's not even something to stay on that. Yeah, yeah. Like I everyone just, said, thoughts and prayers with the people. It's a yeah. horrible thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Heart goes out to all those families and of the, you know, of the people who passed and all the people who are wounded. Hope every one of them pulls through and uh, can just move on. Yeah, you think about So, all right, on that note, uh, what do you guys think? Want to just wrap this thing up? Yeah. yeah. Up, man. Just... All right, then let's do this. That's a note to wrap it up on, but uh, I'll just say, uh, what else can I say here except uh, I wish Ivy would suck me off just to kind of and things on a semi-positive note because that was a bit of a downer after we had some fun talking some Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but, you know... Billy Friggins, the new minority owner of TNA. There you go. Brother Nero needs to wrap this bitch up. <laughs> what you're talking about, Brother Nero? What do you mean? You got a vela? Give her a cuello, chill on me in the morning. Okay, Brother Nero. It's like that, folks. TNA makes everything better. You take it easy. You take it easy, Brother Nero, okay? Okay? Look at the pelican. Go look at the fucking pelican, Brother Nero, okay? All right. Let's fucking get out of here. So, uh, look us up. Facebook.com forward slash groups slash talking movies. Look us up on Twitter at THT Movie Review. And uh, that's about it. There you go. Thanks, Tony, for joining us. And uh, if you guys want to listen to the wrestling show, you know you to find us on Mixer.com slash THD Podcast every Wednesday at 930. 
that's p.m. Eastern, uh, as long as I don't have any computer problems. So uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash THD podcast. Go to THD podcast and like Anthony said, uh, talking movies on Twitter. And uh, there you go. Find us on iTunes, THD podcast and everywhere else. And on that note, we are out of here. Thanks again, Anthony and Tony. Thanks. See you next week. Thanks, man.